0: Hey, this is Ev with the Bluff Council. I'm the smart one. You're about to listen to our episode on Zack Snyder's Justice League. If you like what you're hearing, please consider subscribing on Spotify and our YouTube channel. Thank you so much for listening.
1: Do you want to talk about uh, the the hoopla surrounding this, the, the birth of this film, why this film even exists? Or do you want to talk about the film and the comparison between the two films, on a, not on a technical level, but just on, just on a broad scale, the difference between the first one and the second one, and the nuts and bolts of the film, or how this film came to be. Yes. <laughs> so I want to talk about it. it all.
0: So here, here, we'll so start here because this is why people are watching maybe i don't know um what did you think of it let's just give it that we're we're gonna come back we're gonna come back to what we think about the process of how this was made we'll come back to some of the specifics about the film the comparisons between the two versions but just overall you watched the movie what did you think
1: overall i really enjoyed it wow i will say that i enjoyed it I have to do a little digging with Inside Myself to figure out if I enjoyed it because I just think it was so much better. I, I, I really do think it is infinitely better than the first one. I think the first one was garbage.
0: I hear you can talk to fish.
1: To put it nicely, like I, I think the first one was really bad. It's generous, it's generous. <laughs> like, yeah, I feel like I'm being nice. That's me being nice, guys. I think the first <laughs> yeah. one was garbage. And this one I thought was so much better. And there were so many moments, especially like in the beginning, I I was just like, oh, thank you. Like I just felt like relieved by some of the things that they were including that cleared up a lot of the questions that I had or a lot of the issues from like a story standpoint, just like, oh, they're addressing some of this stuff that just puts things in a in a better frame of context. There was just a better structure to the story, I felt, like it was just a lot of things. I won't get too deep into the woods here, but I just there was a lot of things that just made sense, more sense from a from a filmmaking standpoint that I really appreciated and that made the the overall experience so much more in, enjoyable. So, I don't know if it was just 100% in comparison to or just in general, if I saw this on its own, would I feel the same way? I'd like to think the answer is yes, because I really did enjoy it. I I enjoyed it. Everett? I, th-
0: I thought it was pretty good. Yeah. I thought it was pretty good. Yeah. And, uh, and but I, 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 like, I, I, I can't tell if that's because I think it's pretty good, or if, to your point, like, ha- am I just so beat down to exhaustion by the DCEU with yeah. the, the low bar that they've set for the, these movies, uh, but I feel like there's there's a lot I want to get into about problems. There are some major problems, but it's pretty good. I, I had I had a good time watching it. I think in a lot of ways it get it gets better as it goes. At least in my opinion, mm-hmm. as the film went on, I liked it more. Most of my big problems mostly were in the beginning. So like as it went, I was like, yeah. Yeah, okay, okay. And then it got over and I was like, did I, I might have liked it. <laughs> Did, did I, I just like
1: that? Like that? <laughs> yeah, I was, really, I was really surprised. Am I feeling pleasure? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's just the
0: confusion. <laughs>
1: That's really funny. Kind of dirty,
0: kind of guilty, yeah.
1: <laughs> uh, I'm not supposed to oh, feel no. this way. <laughs> yeah. But if I done? I was really interested in how they would start this film because I truly hated the way they started the, the last film just Superman on that cell phone video and talking about hope or whatever seems so purposeless and so pointless. And it was just like, oh, we're only doing this because he's dead and he's not going to be in the first half of the film. So we need to remind people that he exists in this universe. I just feel like that was a studio decision. They're like, they saw a cut. They're like, give me five seconds of Superman up front so we know he exists. And then we'll just move on and go on with the rest of the story. But the way they started this film was hearing the echo of his death throughout the landscape and how important that moment is to set off the rest of the film, because that's the catalyst. Superman's death is the catalyst and how clearly he is the biggest thing in, in this universe. And nothing sets that tone, I think better, not nothing, maybe something better, but like I thought it really set the tone of that really well and you got to introduce yourself to a lot of the characters pretty quickly in a, in a relevant way to the story. So this is what I mean by, by like, I was happy that things started to get addressed from a story standpoint early on. And because there was just a lot of groundwork you had to lay for me to be invested into cyborg story and in, into why Superman being dead is important. Even the villains, who is Darkseid? Who is Beowulf? I am Beowulf! Why are they coming? Like, why is this Seven all? Wolf. Beowulf is good, though. Beowulf? What did I say? Did I say something wrong?
0: You said Beowulf. It's Steppenwolf.
1: Oh, Steppenwolf. <laughs> God damn it. I don't know this shit.
0: Lo- love a Beowulf shout-out, though. That's a great, <laughs> Beowulf. great <old>
1: story. <laughs> but why all of those stories are relevant, like, we only know Superman and Batman to this point. For, you know, and Wonder Woman, I should say. Those three characters is really... So, to make a long story short, I liked the groundwork that they laid. I felt there was better context. To what was happening and the weight of what was happening in the beginning of the story, which I appreciated.
0: Yeah, so this this is going to be so hard because I, I feel like we're just going to jump around, so I apologize. <laughs> because there's so many... to Everything you say it makes me think of four other directions yeah. I want to talk about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But just the main one, I feel like, based off what you're saying, is I wish... We'll never know, but I'd love to know how much of Zack Snyder's... Uh, uh, efforts in this film and his decisions were colored and created by the feedback to the first movie. Mm. So there's no way that this is his original vision. There's just no way.
1: Yeah,
0: because uh, it's and four he can hours. Say that it is, because it's four hours. Well, I mean, I guess originally his his first cut was really long, and that's part of the reason Warner Brothers brought in Joss Whedon even before Zack Snyder had to step away. Um, was to like, let's find a way to get a more manageable cut. That all said though, like, it's a fascinating, this, the, the existence of this film is so fascinating to me from a, a production and a studio and a marketing standpoint, because
1: Are we Zach getting Snyder, into
0: that? <laughs> we, we have to a little bit, but like, he has to, like, it, the film, the film had better be good. And it had better be much better than the 2017 version. Because you've had a couple of years extra to like marinate in the feedback and listen to complaints about what was wrong with that version that came out, which that list is endless. Because that's the worst movie I've ever fucking seen in my life.
1: It's it's terrible. But
0: so I wonder how much how much of what he created and put into this movie was reactionary uh, and responsive to the complaints and the demands from fans and how much was truly his original vision.
1: From what I, from the research that I've done on the film, he only shot five or six minutes I read, which I thought was crazy. Like this is a four hour film and you only shot five or six minutes to, to like add to the runtime of that, to like piece some some things together. So I guess in a little bit of his defense to, to your question, I don't think he, I think the story was the story. Now, maybe he, he organized it. Maybe he made some cuts based on what you're saying, the feedback. But I think the, the film that we got was, was closer to what he originally intended. Obviously, influenced. But considering there wasn't major reshoots, if that's true what I read, then I, I would think this is relatively close, more close than not.
0: Well, surely closer, but yeah, that, that's tough to know. Because you don't know how much of that is PR and how much is, you know, yeah. I don't I mean, know. We, we, know yeah, we don't know what's
1: point. true. We can only speculate on what we see and hear.
0: Yeah. Just like the vaccines. No, I'm just <laughs> <kidding>. uh... <laughs> Let's talk about Zack Snyder, the director. Okay. Okay? Because to me, this film, Zack Snyder's Justice League, is a feast for his greatness and a feast for all the things that don't make him so great as okay. a director. I think they are both here in spades. And so I will say that I think Zack Snyder's greatest strength from what I can tell from his films is his visual, his visuals, his eye. I think a lot of the shots are beautiful. I think a lot of what he does with the camera is beautiful. He, he, he frames things like like art. Like that's what these, these movies are. You can tell to him like they're just so epic and artistic and they should be painted on the ceiling of a chapel somewhere in, in Europe, you know. But then what he doesn't do so well is he leans so far into that and it's so heavy-handed. Like we talk about in our Man of Steel episode the heavy-handedness of the imagery and what he does and I want to explain to him that slow motion does not equal character development like, that's not, like, you don't need to, you get rid of the slow motion in this movie or trim it down. This it's movie's two and a half hours. Like, <laughs> it's not four hours. It's insane how much of those, like, celebratory, masturbatory, uh, slow motion shots there are. So I think it's examples of him at his best, and it's an example of him at his worst and most self-important, if, if I might say. <laughs>
1: I don't, I don't mind it because that's what this is, you know? Like, this is an epic... But why? Why is it this? Because the, 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 all these things are, are, are grandiose, you know? All the, these are fucking superheroes that are on these pedestals. They're fucking gods, you know? They're just, they're, they're lar- larger-than-life characters, and if, if you're gonna have these, you know, swooping, epic, slow-motion, badass, like, hmm, you know, like, wh- where else are they gonna be if not here? Sure, maybe is there too much of them? That doesn't bother that that doesn't bother me, uh, because that's what I think. This is. like if you're gonna do it, this is the film to do it in, is it not?
0: D- then just don't do it. Like why do it? Like that's that you know. It's Everyone's... like yeah, you you there's a subtle there's a subtle way to make those points. Like I know he wants to frame these characters as gods, these old mythical gods of of lore, but it's like every scene like there's there's. Especially in the beginning. This is one of the reasons I, I hated the first half or disliked the first half so much more. Is like, okay, bro. Like, we get it. Like, you love these shots of, like, Aquaman walking back into the ocean for 15 minutes and the ocean spraying across his face and coming up out of, like, oh, okay. it's, po- it's poetry. It's poetry. It's, not. Look, it's, it's not. not. It's not? It's not poetry? It's not? Okay, sorry. It's He's not. It's poor. It's bad
1: poetry. I really like his creative thought process. He makes films, or the films that I am familiar with, of his, because I haven't seen every one of his films. But, and I said this, a man of steel, and I'll say it again here, it feels like he does think through the things in his story. It, it feels mm. very purposeful, where I where I don't, where, where that's my number one thing. Like, I want to see things add up in a meaningful way, and I think he does that, I think, and I think it's clear that this is the beginning of a story. You know, there's more to this story. It's almost why I wish, again, that this was two movies. Because there's, because I love his attention to detail within a, within the story, specifically. This was one of three Justice League movies. And I read a little bit about what his plan was moving forward. But some of it was like, wow, that's it, super interesting. They were gonna explore just, you know, um, another timeline. Uh, essentially the, the the post credit scene, which maybe we should talk about. I was super fired up and it made me, that's what made me Google and try and figure out like, oh, what, what is the plan? What was the plan here? What are we trying to do? Cause I, that was just super interesting to me. What do you think about that, that, that post credit scene? Cause that alludes to the bigger story that, that Zach was trying to tell.
0: Yeah, I loved it. I was super intrigued by it. And I was like, I'm ready to watch this movie right now. And despite the fact that I'm not like this huge DC fan, and I'm not a huge fan at all of the movies, um, I, I was like, I, they better make more. Like, I know they're saying they're not going to, but this movie's too good to not build off of. And even if it's not because it's so... Even if it's not because it's so good, it's, like, intriguing. I'm really enjoying watching these movies now, even with all of their faults, of which there are plenty. Yeah. But that's that segment in particular... I think was very intriguing. I enjoyed all of it. I watched it twice. I went back and watched it again, which I have never done with one of these movies. So it reminded me a lot of, there's a storyline in Marvel, very famous. They made a movie out of it. Days of Future Past, where it's this like apocalyptic future where a lot of the main people are dead and they're like, you know, it's great. It was very intriguing. That's my long-winded way. I I liked it.
1: But this is, I think everyone universally says The approach that DC should go and DC just says go fuck yourself fans we know what's best (laughs) and I don't understand who is making those decisions but I love the I love the darkness of it I love that it's like just super gritty and just the illusion of like Robin being dead because of, uh, because of Batman's decision-making and Lois Lane being dead because of something that Batman did and, and how many timelines yeah. are you gonna... That line, the, line, the best line of that whole thing was, how many timelines are you gonna, like, destroy before you accept your responsibility? I'm paraphrasing, obviously. But, like, yeah, yeah. that's... Soup, that's, like, that's, that's the next evolution of, of superhero films. I, I don't want to see, and I don't think fans, to speak on behalf of everyone else out there, I, I don't think people, the, the, the days of, like, good versus evil and and good guy wins is just over, I think. I think that's not intriguing anymore. These, these real moral conflicts, these internal struggles that then surface outwardly in battle, in whatever, it, like... That's what's really driving these things. And that's, those are storylines that Marvel could never do. They can never touch the precipice of what DC is on. They would never do that. Let, let Marvel be Marvel, and DC can just go in a whole nother, deeper, darker, grittier, more realistic, organic, whatever, however you want to frame it, world timeline. And it would be awesome to see. It would be awesome to see those things play out. And they refuse to give it to you. They refuse to give it to you, and it continues to be the reason I truly hate Warner Brothers. Apology, please.
0: <laughs> I, I agree. I think, I think that's the great... Uh, uh, tragedy is a strong word, but that's the great tragedy of the DCEU in a lot of ways, is that the, it was very bold. It's a bold venture to say we're going to make very serious, grounded kind of adult superhero movies. We're gonna take these iconic heroes, make it more gritty, make it more real, all that sort of thing. And that I think is probably, without being someone that's in the room, the the, the genesis of the problems and the conflict with the studio. Because the studio wants to make money and wants to sell these iconic brands and images. And they look at Marvel and see the tremendous success Oh my God, the gazillion dollars Marvel's pulling in, yeah. and those are fun and bright and uh, a good time. Kids can see them and probably look at their heroes and go, what is this? This is too dark, this is too... And so that will always be
1: a, a, a source of
0: problems, I'm
1: sure. I promise you guys, you'll make money. Like, I, pr- I promise, you're gonna win awards? Wacking Phoenix Joker. <laughs> You're, you're gonna make money. People are gonna flock to theaters. You're gonna bring back theaters if you t- if you take this approach, I promise it, because it is an under-serviced area. It's a niche within the biggest driving factor in media today. It's an yep. open but, door. But, uh,
0: not as much money as Marvel, though. That's what they'll say. That's It's all about the bottom line. They they're, will only make 500 billion and not uh, 550 billion. You know, that's literally what it's gonna be. Um, so that's crazy. I'll say that the the struggle that some of these movies have as a whole, these DC movies, is that grittiness, though, because if you if you're not gonna lean all the way in, well, like Man of Steel, for example. I don't want to go too far down this, but like like that movie. Okay, it's real. It's dark. They're showing the destruction on a massive scale, right? Buildings, thousands and thousands of people have probably died. But then at the end no one recognizes Superman because he puts on glasses and goes to the Daily Planet for a job. Yeah. Like, that's where you handcuff yourself a little bit when you're making superhero films because superhero films and superhero stories as a general statement are inherently a little goofy sometimes. It right. requires a little leap of faith. Of course. Um, little, so that's a hard thing. I can understand the perspective. This is hard to... We're going to build an entire universe of our most valuable IP on very serious concepts when you, because of that, will have to alter core elements of these classic stories. But like people, Clark Kent could not be a reporter at the Daily Planet in a real world, yeah. you
1: know what I mean? So then change it. Like, I, I don't think, I mean, you're probably right, people would lose their fucking minds. But I was thinking about it too And this, just to give you another example. The Bat-Signal? That's how we're calling Batman, like, these days? <laughs> like, we're gonna set yeah. this in 2021 or some, you know, relevant time period to today? And and we're just shining a flashlight in the sky still? Like it just like in the 30s. So, like maybe, any villain
0: that wants to find Batman could just come just know where like it's can't just send a text. Can't it, just send a text to yeah, Batman?
1: There's a he's the most uh, technologically advanced person out, out there, and we're like, mm, shine that flashlight up here. I hope <laughs> yeah, he sees no, that's it. That's a great point. Like that's yeah. another one of those things, like get rid of that. Just 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 get rid of that and keep the general framework for adults. These just shouldn't they just shouldn't be for children. They just shouldn't be. Like, ha- in this film, it's rated R. We can talk about that, too. This film is rated R, and I agree with it, but nothing about it is, like, overtly R. It's not like there's some graphic mm-hmm. sex scene in it, or, like, <clears throat> it's gore yeah. and blood. What or- the fuck? I know. We're all rooting <laughs> for it.
0: But. We, yeah, we want rated R. We want some <laughs> Watchmen-style sex scene, yeah. sex
1: <laughs> So, but, like, just let it be in that in in that area of like not it's not saw it's not some grotesque version of like you don't need it to be but like just let it not be for kids and like just yeah. own that just just fucking own that it seems like the the no-brainer right direction for you because you because you keep messing up the other version like we have that let that go please Warner Brothers, tell me I'm wrong. I'd like a handwritten letter to explain to me the situation, why I, I shouldn't be blaming you for this.
0: Yeah. Please hire me. <laughs> <laughs> I love you so much, Warner Brothers. <laughs> I'll, I'll write whatever movie you want. I'll do
1: whatever you want. i suck your dick. You can fuck me or get fucked by me. You can watch me
0: fuck something. Just point something in the room and I'll fuck it for you. Let's turn to the tablet, shall we? Ooh. I got a whole page here. I'm, I'm not going to, I won't, I'll try not to nitpick as hard as I did in Man of Steel, so I'll skip through. But I got some questions.
1: Okay. There lots of special effects. Lots of special effects in that this film. That surprises movie. you in this film? It does not, but what did you think? Specifically, I mean, I, I liked it. I, the, the, when you say special effects, the thing, like, literally the first thing that comes to my mind is Steppen. Step in or step in? Step in. Wolf. his redesign I thought was worlds better. Is that the stuff you're referring to? Yeah,
0: just the general like CGI. Like, yeah, Ste- Wolf. I'll just say, I'll give you a
1: little- Tell me what you here. hated about is, it and I'll just rebuttal it.
0: Well, no, no, it's, it's, I wouldn't say that. There is some, there's a lot that's bad, but it, it's, it's just, they can't help but make it bad if everything is CGI. Like there's, there's a number of shots a a decent number of shots in this film that are just 100% CGI. Maybe more so than any movie I've seen in a long time where it's not supplemental. It is like whole scenes that are made in a computer. And that that also took... This is the point I want to make in connection to our last little topic about the grittiness is a movie's not going to be really gritty and real. If that's what you're going for, then you have to... You have to have some practicality to the, the looks of things. But then so how do you make a
1: hellscape? You know, how do you make well, a you hellscape? It's, it's,
0: that's some things, but you have real people within that hellscape then. I mean, the scenes between Steppenwolf, and, and I'm not sure of that character who, who's like molten lava that comes out and is lecturing him about Darkseid coming. Like, those are, and it's got the bug things all around them, and they're in that hellscape looking dome. Like, that's all fake. Like some of that has to be real. Wait, that's and he not even real. Thought, <laughs> well, I even thought like they show they show close ups of the Steppenwolf burying his hand in the sand, you know. And it's like just get a model for the hand, and then as you pull wide, go to the computer. But give me something to grab onto. It, it's it's uh, Monique made the point as we watched this one. Um, she was kind of in and out. She did, she she was not as impressed. <laughs> um, uh, she said it's like it's like you're watching a video game. It's like, yeah. and it is, it's like you're watching like a video game transition. Yeah. Cause you're like, oh yeah. It, it, some of the effects look good, but they're clearly effects. So it's clearly a fake world. And that distra- that's distracting when you're trying to tell me that this is a real, like this is real emotion. There's no emotion to Steppenwolf being like, oh, oh no. Like he's like, oh, get the fuck out of here. Like it, it's a bunch of pixels, you know?
1: <laughs> I get what you're saying. I don't like it. <laughs> I, Why? Why
0: well, just... they couldn't have built a real face? In the 80s, they would have built a real face to use on some of these close-ups. Uh, yeah, and, uh, but... and and then you, you you use CGI to amplify that emotion. But at least there's something there that's grounded and real to to connect to. I'm just saying the general feel and... of like so much of the film. What what is like half hour of the four hours? Do you think is just 100% CGI?
1: Probably like it's, even it's more probably that I mean, much I, I just think some of it you have to suspend your disbelief unless it's egregious' It's some, egregious it's, I don't I don't know I don't I don't I don't know if it's a maybe maybe specific shots maybe specific shots like i'll I'll meet you 10 percent of the way on this like your principal theory is correct that is a hundred percent correct if you want to have like this real gritty story and then have these Clearly CGI made up places and and things that just take you out of that, that don't feel like a tangible place. You're right. You're absolutely right about that. So in theory, yes. I disagree only because I don't know how you fix it because I believe you need the technology to tell the stories that they're trying to tell.
0: Let me ask you something. Okay. Do you think that anyone, one person, in that cast flew to an actual location that looks anything like to shoot the, the Amazonian scenes? Do you think anything in that land, that lush green area, do you think any of that is real? And I'm not even trying to be a smartass, I'm like asking. No. Like, do you think anyone went to like a jungly set no. to shoot that? Or do you think that's all inside of a green studio? Uh,
1: the, the yes. So
0: fucking go to that place and get some fucking pickup shots. You know what I mean? Like, everything is green screen. Everything. It's like, yeah. it's like uh, Star Wars Episode One: Phantom Menace, which is like just 100% computer animated with occasionally a human walking by. Like,
1: that sucks. That sucks. I get, it's going to be cheaper. What's, what's more expensive? Doing, the, doing it digitally? Creating a world digitally? Or flying an entire cast and crew to, a, to the Amazon?
0: just because it's cheaper i mean come on we're complaining about what's good or not I, I, it'd be I, better
1: i agree right? i agree but now i'm just arguing on behalf of warner brothers who i love by the way i don't yeah, know yeah, if you i've you're said that i'm a big enough. fan
0: coming to their defense <laughs> no you're right make, Fuck, no just brothers, make a real fucking movie. go go you're right you're it's percent League. Right. it's superman it's batman it's wonder woman you, you got you're spending hundreds of millions of dollars get on a plane shoot some pickup shots in an actual jungle where the leaves someone can actually reach out and you're, touch. Like, I
1: don't disagree with what you're saying on principle.
0: Thank you. So th- this is a question which was explained a little bit more, I guess, but tell me what you think. I wrote, why is Bruce Wayne so sure that a crazy threat is coming? There are enemies coming from far away. Because it seems like the movie question. starts and he's like, this is like his life's purpose. It's like there's something coming, and then I, I was like, "What's happening here?" And I was happy that Alfred soon said, "Like you're just taking Lex Luthor's word for this, just because he said mm. something's happening, you you believe it?" And he's like, "I gotta assemble this team. I gotta assemble this team." And it's like I don't remember why? the
1: promise that he made. I watched Batman vs Superman, but I didn't study it intently. I don't I don't remember what promise he made to Superman to be like, "I will build this thing," because that was his motivation, right? Like I have to build this I team. Guess. For Superman to, in the la, in the absence of him, to defend Earth because that's what Superman would have done. I don't even remember that. Like that, his whole motivation to start the film is a little murky. You are correct.
0: Okay, this is a question. This is a question. Uh, I really liked positive, positive thing. I love positive. I'm not things. trying to be hateful the way I was about Man of Steel. Um, you dick. <laughs> on the on the CGI fake. Cheesy Amazon planet. Let it go, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Can't do it. Won't do it. The, the whole sequence of Steppenwolf fighting the Amazonian warriors, especially after they got out of that dome, I didn't love the stuff in the, the temple, but once the temple like sunk and he came up out of the water and all that shit with the horses and the bows and arrows, I thought that was great. I mean, again, all CGI. I'll, I'll stop saying that, but it was it was great. All, all that all that stuff was great. I loved watching him just fuck up horses and throw horses and all that. Like that was like, oh, this guy's. You hate guy's horses. Dope.
1: You always have.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so somebody finally putting those horses in their place. Yeah, Smug yeah. ass it's horses. I'm been... <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm always a little confused, and this was one of my little nitpicks I wrote down about the the extent of the Amazonian strengths. Yeah. Because I feel like in in I mean I know this movie that we just watched is no longer like canon. Um, but you know, in, in in Wonder Woman 1984, apologies for bringing up
1: that. How dare you?
0: <laughs> then you know, the, they're all running that Spartan race at the beginning of the movie, and they and they uh they can jump and practically fly, yeah. and, and jump for a mile, and, and so I I wondered like in this scene, as as Steppenwolf's mowing through all of them, I was like, is it faster for you guys to be on horses, or should you just be like jumping, jumping. football team football football uh fields at a time? And then the one gets the horse on top of her. It's like, you can't lift that horse off? Yeah. And yeah. then and then the, 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 the queen shows up and can't lift, like doesn't lift the horse off. Like, yeah. y'all 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 throw stuff like crazy. Yeah. You,
1: I, I don't know. It, yeah. So that, that's my biggest problem with the superhero movies, which I've said many, many times, is when things just aren't yeah. consistent. You don't, like, I don't know the boundaries. I have to know yeah. that stuff. If you can throw a horse, you can throw a horse. Like, we need to, I need to know that to feel yeah. the risk of what's happening.
0: Okay, one of my biggest problems early on with the story that I didn't understand, was I, I was really lost with all of the, like the, the, the Amazonian queen shoots that arrow to signal Diana, mm-hmm. it lands at that place, and then Diana, I, 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 was, I was muddled, maybe I wasn't paying close enough attention, I don't know how she realized to go there, and then she goes there, finds the arrow, and then just kind of like stands there looking serious, and then just jumps into some cave. And I was like, where's that cave? Like, what? what is this place where there's this is just a ruin? And then she knows to put the arrow in the wall, and then opens up. I, that whole sequence, I was like, what, what the fuck is going on yeah. here? I, I don't understand what's happening.
1: It felt a little, it, yeah, definitely felt forced in the sense like, all right, this needs to happen, so we're going to have it happen. Uh, but I don't really
0: think it needed to happen. That's what's weird. Well, like,
1: it, why, why it needed to happen is to learn... The backstory of, uh, Stephen, Steppenwolf.
0: Oh, so that's what—that's where she learned all the shit. That then she went and told Bruce
1: about. Yes, uh, and Dark Side coming. I think that was the first shot of Dark Side. I want to say. Yeah,
0: is the painting. Is the
1: painting or whatever? Like, so that like ruin tells that story. I I think was that's the point of it to inform them of the impending danger.
0: Okay, maybe I would have just liked some context. It would have helped them just to know where that cave is like I'm yeah just, like I literally rewound it because I looked down for a second or something and I asked Monique I was like where, where'd she go like yeah. all of a sudden she's just down in this cave nitpick nitpick she did that big drop she did that big drop in heels I thought the same yeah. thing <laughs> <laughs> those, that's like, crazy those heels are breaking
1: <laughs> yeah why is she ever wearing heels? Like I, never, she should never be wearing, she should be wearing Nikes at all times. Like stilettos. Yeah.
0: not Stilettos, yeah. like <laughs>
1: yeah. Like, uh, I don't think those are surviving that fall. 100%. Should never be doing that.
0: So I know that this, that part of this movie's struggle, especially in the first version, was having to introduce these other three characters, these other three members of the Justice League, and give them cohesive arcs and backstory and all that stuff. Um, and I know that fans, as a general statement, are very happy with that, with the way that it's been done in this Zack Snyder's version, and to an extent, rightfully so, because at least it's better than nothing, which was basically the case for the last one. Right. But I didn't, I didn't really like any of that stuff. And, uh, I I just didn't think it was particularly well done.
1: What, give me specific, give me more specifics. What didn't you like? Well, one
0: example, I'll talk about Aquaman first. I thought the scene, not his initial appearance where he talks to Bruce Wayne and meets Bruce Wayne. But the next little like interlude where they just check back in with him and he rescues the fisherman from the boat and it's all fucking god hero shot and then he throws him into the bar give me the whiskey and then go out to his other god hero shots. I thought that that whole scene was unnecessary and kind of stupid and what? one of the stupidest parts about it like, uh, this might seem super nitpicky, but it, it's like, this is character building. The whole purpose of this scene is to give you a little more context of this character. He's a hero. He's rough around the edges. He, he you know, yep. blah, blah, blah. Yep. Uh, he shatters the bottle into the ocean? Why does he shatter that bottle? That's... That bothered me. Well, no, no. He's, he's putting broken glass into this place that... Is he's the protector of the oceans? That's Aquaman's catchphrase. Yeah. <laughs> like the oceans are overpolluted. They're gonna. The fact that we've destroyed the oceans is gonna kill the planet. And Aquaman's just like, broken glass. Like that makes no sense from a character standpoint. This is. So, right?
1: I mean, yes. I feel like you're the only one. Search the internet to see if anyone else has ever said this sentence. I, I think you're I the only not. person.
0: I bet not. He's the protector of the oceans, and he's just littering shards of glass. You're, you what? are to look so cool from California.
1: You're so fra- he doesn't recycle. I swear to God, if he doesn't recycle. It's, it's weird, it's, Keith. You're being super nitpicky. With, I don't think so. Um, that,
0: that You talk about the, the importance of consistency within character development. And stuff. I, I agree. That, like, that's a myth.
1: You're right. It's just not that big of a deal. You're right in what you're saying. Aquaman should not litter into the ocean. You're correct. He shouldn't do that. That is out of character. It's such Thank a small you. thing. It's such a small thing.
0: It's not. But yeah, uh, so continuing that conversation topic. The Flash... And cyborg. Okay, mm-hmm. let's talk about Flash first because my cyborg points are, are larger. I think people love the Flash yeah. in these movies, and I think he's I think he's okay. I think he's pretty good sometimes. I think his additional scene to this movie, his intro uh, at the dog walking place and saving the girl from the car, is the worst scene of the movie by far. I think it is hilarious. Like, uh, bad except for Yes. Except for when it tries to be funny, when I didn't laugh at all, when he twi- grabs the hot dog. Yeah. I thought, like, what the fuck is... The rest of that scene is so cringy hilarious, and uh, Ezra Miller, that actor, who, who gets better as it goes, who I liked more as it went, is, is just either trying way too hard or being coached to do way too much. With his little neuroses and, mm-hmm. oh, we got to get some funny stuff in here. Yeah. Ooh, yeah, ooh, paper monster, ooh. Times of crisis, for dog work, I always bring a meat snack. So annoying. So annoying. And then that that whole sequence, when he runs out there to save that girl from the crash, and it's like, poof, and then the song starts, and it's like the fourth superly overly emotional song. Mm-hmm. Waiting to hold. It's like, oh my, I started cackling. I was like, you can't just put a fun, you can't, God forbid anybody has a good time. It's gotta be like, oh, freedom and love, don't wanna pee. Like, it's just, I, it would be inconsistent. He, 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 he touches the girl's face. Well, like, that was, so that, that
1: I will say, I'm, I'm shocked I haven't seen yet some sort of uh, backlash on him, like stroking a woman's face. Who's like clearly like unconscious at this moment to what is happening. <laughs>
0: Yeah, but she's got this little
1: smile. Yeah, like that, that was the worst part of that scene. And I'm surprised they didn't cut it for that reason. One, it really has no bearing on the story. You already know his powers, so you don't really need to introduce him in that way. And it's just super creepy that he is like...
0: Consent, dog. Yeah, he's Consent. petting a
1: girl who doesn't know she's being touched in that way. I'm shocked that that, that, that made it in. from For that yeah. reason.
0: Yeah. So distracting and unnecessary. unnecessary. And I'm sure, like, because I kind of read tangentially or whatever that that girl is a character, like, that's his love interest and he will return, maybe, in the Flash's movie. So they're, like, setting that up. But it's so creepy and stupid.
1: Unnecessary for... for, If this is not even canon, you know, this isn't... This is, like, bonus. You know, this is not the official version. Like, introduce them in a different way later down the road. Like, I, I wouldn't... You know, he can say that Or just her.
0: don't make it creepy and weird and heavy-handed.
1: That was, that was, Get yeah. rid of
0: that song.
1: Well, that's, Get rid I, of that I, song. I think that's part of, like, I think, I think they, with the ocean scene and this scene in particular, like, those, like, overture moments of these, like, over-embellished romanticization. The villagers
0: singing to Aquaman. Yes,
1: like, I think there was clearly, that's clearly a theme and clearly a, a creative decision. You didn't like it. I like the consistency that at least they did it and they didn't go halfway. So
0: well, they certainly they, they didn't go halfway. They went, went 300. The and
1: and that's the part that I that, like that is what I like about Zack Snyder, because I feel like he he'll own it. Whether you like it or not is, is almost irrelevant. I gl- I'm glad in a sense that they just there's like this is what we're doing. This is going to be a thing in this film. Love it or hate it. Much like much like the aspect ratio, which I'm sure I know you want to talk about at some point, oh, too. Oh, Jesus. We'll get there. It's, Jesus Christ. But clearly a, a creative decision that the director of the film is going to own. And I appreciate that.
0: I respect the effort. Yeah. So I get that part of what you're saying. I respect the effort. I respect the tonal consistency. But poor, uh, poorly executed and a miss. So it's like, yeah, creative decision. Great, stand by yeah. it. Great, this is a bad decision. Sure, and like, you cannot like it. Deci- you
1: cannot like it. That's fine. Especially totally. in a
0: four-hour film. In a four-hour film, let's maybe let's maybe trim out.
1: Yeah, uh, the, 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 the sexual minute assault. Minute I don't. Uh, villager I, I don't scene. Agree and, with. <laughs> yeah, I don't agree with. So yes, cut that scene.
0: Yeah. So and like as I said, I think Ezra Miller gets better as it goes. He he was yeah. a little less annoying.
1: I'm curious to know that that's that character, the Flash, to me. Is just, okay, we need our version of what Spider Man is to the MCU. Yeah. We just need a young, wet behind the ears, funny, you know, lighthearted, kind of break up the monotony of these dark, mysterious, you know, people, serious people. So I'm curious if that's literally just like we saw Spider Man first in 2016, and we're like, we're doing that, because people seem to like that. Or was that their original take on the character? I'm curious which one influenced. But now I look at it and I go, oh, that's just Spider-Man. You might as well just have him be fucking Spider-Man because that's yeah, yeah. his whole M.O. But Tom
0: Holland, I thought that too as I watched it. Uh, but Tom Holland is, is so endearing and natural. Yeah,
1: he's great. And I love that. that's
0: Tom why Man. he's so great. That's why that Spider-Man character is like the best part of some of those movies because right. he's so great. Whereas Ezra Miller, and again, I'm not, I'm not necessarily blaming him, the performer, but like yeah, you don't it's know. really forced. It's really forced.
1: I don't think it's. I th- mm. this version cut out a ton of shit. He he's still looked at as sort of that comic relief character to break up that monomony, monotony, <laughs> but he def he, he they definitely toned that p- peeled that back. I just hate when it's just so clearly like to again. That's why I don't know. I don't want to lambast them too much, but it just looks like a blatant ripoff. It looks like the CVS version of Spider-Man and like
0: (laughs) yeah who's like who's starstruck by these other heroes i was like you're
1: just the carbon copy of that don't like find his own niche that bothered me but i don't know what came first i don't know
0: i like that he kind of wanted to uh bang wonder woman (laughs) i honestly no i'm not even trying to be funny I, i thought that like that's an element that marvel has never really gone with i mean there's like hints of it genuine emotions but just like the young naive guy being like you think she'd ever go out with me like she's She's really hot. Like, <laughs> Do you think she'd ever go for a younger guy? Like that's like that was like a I, I, I respected that. Well, like, okay, good. At least that's like an original aspect of that character. Yeah. You know what I mean?
1: Uh, sure.
0: <laughs> it's like Peter Peter Parker should be like lusting after Black uh, Widow. Black uh, Scarlet Witch or or Black Widow or somebody, you know, but got gotta, gotta keep it Disney Plus. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um so let's talk about Cyborg. Okay. Because here's what here's what I read about Cyborg, in several reviews and stuff, and and have just kind of seen, is that people are they really love him in this movie, and he's in so many ways the heart this, of the movie. This version, this this version. So I think people really like him. I, I don't like him. I don't I don't I don't I don't like the character that much. I I, I don't like the character very much, and uh, I I don't know that that actor does a particularly great job. So I don't mean to say I don't like Ray Parker. The actor. I just, I, I don't love him in this role, and I, and I think the character is really bland. I don't know that anyone could make this character likable, or, or even necessarily the heart of, the, of a story like this.
1: He's a computer, as, as I understand him. He's just yeah. a computer. He's, like, the world's best computer. That's how I, in my head, just, like, contextualize him. So he should be bland. Which I think he is. I, I think he is very computer-like. He's very, you know, he's not super emotional and not very funny or not clever or whatever. Like, he's just very much like a computer. So I feel like that is within character to him to be bland a, a, yeah. a little bit. I think he does a fine job. Like, what don't you, what did you dislike? I didn't dislike anything. I just
0: There's no personality there. But I think There's that, no that might be the point.
1: That might be the point of that character. Maybe well, yeah, I'm just. I don't him understand credit.
0: how he can be like the heart or the moral center of the story, which is what I was reading in so many places. Yeah,
1: I don't think he's the moral center of the story. No,
0: where it's like his arc is so great, his 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 connection with his father and blah blah blah. But I feel like a parallel. I know people don't probably don't love comparing everything to Marvel, but it's like you look like a character. You look at a character like Vision, who's literally like a super synthetic computer, and there's a ton of personality and, and heart and emotion to, yeah. and depth to that character. Whereas this character I thought he's kind of constantly almost always making like a like this face where he's kind of got this like downturned. It's not quite a it's like a grimace kind of. He's just always kind of grimacing his energy, like I thought this was funny. Like there was an element of like Todd the brother from Wedding Crashers, I thought, to his like, he's kind of got his shoulders up and like like, even the way he walks, I think they're trying to give him, like, a little, like, swagger to his walk. But he's, like, he's doing, like, this as he, as he goes. And he just always kind of looks like he's, like, like, throwing a little fit kind of. Like, I'm just always, like, get out of my way. Get out of my way. <laughs> and, I, and I don't, I just don't like it. I, 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 I think, like, a character like that where you literally have just, like, 4% of your surface area is not CG and is actually humanoid. Like, you got to be doing more. A little bit like you got to have a little more charisma even if like to me this character is trying to read like I guess he's not but he should be trying to rediscover his humanity and rediscover his purpose within that and instead he doesn't do that and I would like to see as the film goes on he's really bland at the beginning and robotic and stiff and weird but then by the end he's kind of having a good time. And I feel like he never gets to that point. Like he he feels justified, and he has his moment where he splits the, the stones or whatever the fuck they are, the Infinity Stones. Just kidding. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. But Infinity like, stones, that's they Infinity Stones. Even at are. the end of the movie, it's not like he's like,
1: yeah, like I'm happy. Like, you know, I, I, I needed that. Yeah. They, again, I I see where you're coming from. I think the film thought it did what you're asking his journey to be, because at the end, he love you know he loves his father. At the, at the end, you know, he, he, and then is able to, like, find his new family when he separates, you know, the boxes, the cubes, or, or whatever, like, they, you know, it finds his weakest point, and it's, like, his need for a family to, to feel, you know, loved, or, or whatever, like, I feel like the film thinks he went on that journey, but, yeah, he, I don't, you're right, I don't think he does a magnificent job at that, but I, I didn't look at him and be like, man, he's really taking away from it.
0: No, no, I wouldn't even say he's taken away. I just think it's, it's a thankless job trying to play that role, yeah, probably. Yeah, to play a robot. I haven't seen that, that young man a lot of other stuff. I think he was in the third season of uh, True Detective. Um, and I think he did a pretty good job. So I'm, I'm sure he's a fine actor. I just thought, like, th- there's, there's a lot, of que- lot more questions than not. Like, I don't understand. Maybe you can tell me, like, why did he forgive his dad? Because it feels like halfway through the movie, that's the setup. And I, and I thought of you because you, the story consistency stuff... And it's just like, he's setting up this conflict, and he doesn't want to hear his dad's voice. But then he just kind of does it. Yeah. And then he, like, they pass each other in the hallways at the facility and give each other the nod. And he's, and he's like, it's my father. He's my, you're my father. Yeah. He says he that to says him that. he says that. like, yeah, why did you do it's this? Like, you're wait. my father. Yeah, didn't you just hate him? Yeah. Like, I thought you, you just hated him. Yeah. And nothing happened to change your mind, yeah. right? He just got kidnapped.
1: Right. Correct. Correct. You're, you're right. I didn't, I didn't, I don't, that felt a little his arc although i was just feeling like i was defending it i believe the film had feels it made that arc for him it to me it felt a little tropey and it felt a little bit like the 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 allure of family oh this kid like i felt it was uncalled for for him to like be crying before that car accident where it's like dad didn't come to my big game like i've Mm -hmm. i've seen hook before like it's not, it's just, it just felt melodramatic to like prove the point home that he's really hurting because he wants the love of his father. His dad's trying to support this family. Like what are you like? like Heavy handed, I know, it just, it felt like a lot of those things felt like, all right, we're really gonna make sure you, like this is his thing and we're gonna, we're gonna go into it and you're gonna really feel like that's his arc. But overall, I don't yeah. think his performance of of the character and that story was bad. I just think, I I just was like, it's enough. I get what you're doing. I'm going to keep going with this.
0: It wasn't great. I thought that was hilarious, actually, that he was so sad about his dad not being there at the game i was like is this guy 12 years old yeah, he's, like, a he's a starting quarterback for like a college the big college he's a starting quarterback he just won the game yeah. and he rides home with his mom after the game and he's like where's dad where's, like, like, like bro you this trauma happened a long yeah, time this ago this is not now like you've this already is, buried this yeah, yeah you're yeah. out there partying and, and getting yeah. some weird yeah, Gotham, yeah Gotham like City you're definitely strange. doing
1: making some bad decisions after you won the state yeah. championship or whatever for your college yeah or, Whatever. Where's dad?
0: Where's dad? <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, so, a couple more with him are one thing I think is stupid, and I don't think this can be defended. Like, I, I would invite someone to da- explain this to me. Invite me. <laughs> <laughs> he's the, he's, he's this. I, I thought it was strange, number one, that his dad and his whole little spiel about all the powers he has was like you are now able all nuclear weapons are at your disposal i was like Call why did you give him this power
1: <laughs> it's, called, it's called exposition <laughs>
0: <laughs> why didn't you just just bring back your son you have the you have the ability to save him why did you feel like you should bestow all this pressure on him yeah. that was a little much but then i thought he's the world's smartest computer he can hack into anything he controls everything he sees everything but he can't override his own automatic self defense yeah. To shoot Superman, I,
1: that was the one thing I was hoping they were gonna cut. Because as soon I was like, they gotta come up with a different way. Because they did a different thing with Lois, which I thought was much better. Like I was like, no, don't do this cop out. Like I'm still learning about myself, and I don't know. Like you're the best computer. It's my
0: automatic. It's automatic. Yeah. It's like. Yeah. You got controls of all the world's nuclear weapons, <laughs> yeah. but you don't have an override? Like, that's insane. Yeah.
1: That, I felt, was pretty stupid, too. I really wanted them to come up with a new... Or just have Superman be evil and attack. Like, just have him attack. Yeah. You don't need... It's defensive, he need to Yeah. Like, you don't need yeah. this thing. Like, just have Superman be a villain for that.
0: So, my last cyborg-related question is, does, did his dad have to die? Like, why did his dad have to be in the room when he zapped it with the Honey, I Shrunk the Kid's machine.
1: To, again, to force the arc of the emotional connection, you know, to-, to You think be, that's it? Because I, I, I couldn't
0: realize, I didn't realize if there was like a technical reason why he had to be inside.
1: No, I don't think there was a technical reason for him to be inside, no, I I think it's just to- He's an idiot. No, he's not an idiot. I think to to make the end of the film make sense, you know, to, to not make sense, but to have the end of the film be more emotionally impactful. like when he's separating the cubes seeing his family and being like we can be whole again and you want you know, like that 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 wouldn't be a good scene if his dad was alive you know like the, the, the his well yeah but i mean then very... think
0: of a better way to kill like wouldn't it be better than if if he killed his him? dad was on the outside of the room and was zapping it and then steppenwolf came and like sliced him in half like that that would be more realistic yeah but, but you just like i'm just gonna kill myself to kill myself well no to,
1: to, because it's from an emotional standpoint he, same thing as um, uh, Kevin Costner. It's well, yeah, it's,
0: but it's, you heard my opinions on that. It's a stupid decision the point, within the character.
1: The point, the reason you do that is because I'm I, I'm I'm not defending it. I'm just explaining why. Okay, because
0: well, I get the point. I understand why it's there for the story, for the emotion part. Well, of the then story. there you go.
1: That's why it's there. That's the only reason it's there.
0: The only okay, reason. So it's a mistake. So it's a mistake. <laughs>
1: huh. They just want him to be a, to sacrifice for the love of his son and family means everything. That's the whole fucking. Sacrifice fork.
0: self in a, in a better way. Sacrifice self in a better way, okay. in a way that's necessary, needless, needless. Keith, all right, back to the list. <laughs> oh, here's a random question: Did we need it to be
1: divided into parts? No. What was that? I think I think they the only reason I think originally they thought to make it a series four one-hour series or like that's right that's right and then they probably just left it in as opportunities for people to stop watching like that's weird uh, that, that honestly that's what i think because knowing it's four four hours they're thinking like all right how much time can people give if they want to sort of take a break we're telling you this is the point to take a break
0: it's like it's like stupid proofing your stuff if that's the reason it's like, you know, people don't have attention spans over three minutes anymore. You got to break it up. So, because people will watch uh, eight hours straight of Netflix, but they won't watch a two
1: hour movie, all that shit. Yeah. Like, yeah, that's, uh, I assume there was a conversation again at Warner Brothers, you sons of bitches. They were just like, leave the put those in so people can, like, make it feel like a TV show and, like, they'll keep coming back for more and they don't have to, like, just give up on it and be like, I can't get through it because it's the Irishman.
0: Makes me sick. Makes me sick. You, you make me sick. Yeah. Not you, but you. <laughs> <laughs> Superman's body's not guarded. Great point.
1: Yeah, he's just in the ground with everybody else. He'd be in just a like lab in some somewhere. small little He'd be in a lap. Yeah, somewhere. small
0: little graveyard.
1: Yeah, he'd be in a lap. Uh, like a the, I feel
0: like this the first thing people are doing is digging up that body.
1: <laughs> uh, yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, just doing weird stuff with Superman's body. <laughs> yeah. 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 100%.
0: <laughs> <laughs> this is probably my biggest issue. Biggest issue. You ready? Ready. I want to hear it. One of these mindless, disposable, weak insect drones can shoot the Flash, who is, uh, who is moving at the speed of light. That is that is stupid. That is ridiculously stupid that that is like a, a key crux. Of your climax,
1: so he needs to fail, like to have that him rewind time and blah blah blah. So that, like, yes. we agree that that well, I assume we'll agree that that is going to happen. What do you do? How how does he hurt himself? How does he get interrupted? One, anything else,
0: but he trips? two. <laughs> yes, off the top of my head. You had him. He tripped earlier. I was going to say. He tripped earlier. It would almost have been better if that was like something he had to overcome as a character. Is like he has this amazing power, but he's kind of clumsy and and kind of like chokes in big moments. And then he does that again at the very end mm. in the biggest moment, and then summons the the courage and the strength to run so fast he reverses time. Like that would be more impactful than just this like insect like given like a little. Like mm, uh, yeah, little hair to the right, hair to the left, boop. Like oh, you shot the flash. I I I was I was pretty floored by that in an otherwise pretty good movie. That was that was the hugest flaw for uh, story speaking.
1: Yeah, when I saw it, it didn't you know it didn't it didn't bother me. But digging into it, you're right. I mean that it's you would assume it's impossible to shoot the flash when he's going the f- faster than the speed of light. Right? That's that was like. <laughs> Or
0: just about, you know, he was not quite that fast that time, but yeah, you you wouldn't even you wouldn't, you had no idea where he yeah. is, yeah. And when you thought you would, he'd
1: already be, he'd be gone. Yeah, he could be. So, you're right across the world. The <laughs> thing, the thing I didn't like, it, it, sort of in that world, is is that you you thought going into that moment that 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 him doing that was. The the thing that was gonna kill him, and he's screaming, "I don't know how much I can hold it. I can't do it." Like, oh, he's maxing out, and yeah. then the resolution to that is just do more. Oh, oh, yeah. you could just take it up another. Well, then why were you going that fast the first time? Like <laughs> yeah. that 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 bothered me from like a a story standpoint. It's like if if you could have done it, why didn't you do it? Why are we not doing yeah. it already? If you could do it. The thing about rewinding time is gets really slippery. If you could always rewind slippery time, slags. let's just rewind time, guys. Like you could have done that in the before <laughs> act 1 and just open the movie with him going and rewinding time. Yeah. Well, Keith, then the movie couldn't happen. But then but give me a clause <laughs> where it's like it I can all, it's going to kill me or I I've
0: never attempted this before. I've never
1: Yeah, give me some sort of something. Don't give me a Like, yeah. oh, weird stuff happens when I go really fast and we're just supposed to get what that means. Like, that that bothered me more than the shooting, but you're right in that same world. I think you're right.
0: Well, the shooting's stupid. And I want more credit for my idea, so I'm going to talk. Is, uh... <laughs> okay,
1: great. You know what you need? <laughs> no, more credit.
0: I, oh, man, thank you. All right, we can just skip it then. Um, <laughs> Just imagine if he did trip, something like that. And then when they're like, where are you? Where are you? And he's not in his shot. And he's like, I just got the wind knocked out of me. If instead he was like crying because he was so humiliated that he failed and he was really genuinely emotional yeah. and was like, I I, am fine. I got hurt. And he's like lying to them because he's so embarrassed. Like that would be like really touching.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Like, I, 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 yeah. Especially. It's a miss. Yeah. So you're, you know, originally I was like, that'd be stupid if he tripped. But the more we talked it out a little bit I, you're right i think the um, the internal turmoil of a superhero i think is far more interesting than the external thing that they're doing Yeah. so yeah. so to your point yeah give him an insecurity give him something to overcome emotionally because we can all relate to that
0: yeah i wish that happened now now i'm actually sad yeah now that i, I have that idea i'm like oh man that's the solution right there. Yeah. Zack Snyder. Come on, bro. <laughs> you had three years, Zack. <laughs> I can't, just can't believe it. That, that. Like I said, worst part of the film, I think, is the fact that that guy, that bug shoots. Mm. You know, and of course, it's like 10 seconds before Batman gets there and blows Batman its head off. Batman. It's just stupid, yeah. stupid, stupid. All right, anything else? Did we miss anything that you want to talk about?
1: I don't like how they handle Wonder Woman. I don't understand why they choose to continue to be heavy-handed with, you know, the woman empowerment thing. Specifically in this one, they added in the line where she's looking at the girls like, I want to be like you, and you could be anything. Like, very direct to camera. Like, we know the statement we're making. I, I feel like that's too much, but but sure. They make her invincible. She's, like, arguably equal as strong as as Superman. Like, what, like, does she have flaws? She doesn't. She can do basically everything. If she can do this thing at any point, it destroys everything always. Like, she feels very limitless in terms of her powers because they because I feel like they're afraid to give her flaws as a woman. That's what it feels like to me on the outside. But for some reason, the only problem that she has is, is she needs Steve, not Rogers, but Steve Tremor or whatever, Steve whatever?
0: Trevor, yeah.
1: Trevor or whatever? Like they pulled it back in this one a lot, but still very present in this one. But in the first movie, it's only her and him, and developing that love story of how important that is to her. In the sequel, she has to get over that love again. Like she's only defined by a man, but but we're only but we're going to present her as this powerful woman, you know, in, like that every girl wants to look up to. But she's defined by a man, and in in, in in her one limitation is the loss of a man. Like. Flip those things. Have her not need any man, and 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 I give her some character flaws that are more based in like being a superhero and what she can and can't do, rather than her one weakness be that she loves that man too much, and that's hurting her soul so much she avoids being a superhero for 60 years. Like I, I, it just it it bothers me how their, their their focus on this character is like don't give her any flaws because she's a woman and she's strong and she could do anything that a man can do. but also have her heart broken constantly because a man isn't around.
0: I, I agree with some of that. I agree with a general part of that, which is her her reliance, her character's reliance on her sadness and never-ending depression about Chris Pine is too much and it's too much. It is a little stupidly ironic for a, a strong, Female character yeah. to be this driven by yeah. her missing this guy from 150 years ago. Who gives a ago? shit about
1: this guy? <laughs> like, who cares?
0: <laughs> I think I don't. I don't know that they're. I don't think that her powers in these films have really much to do with them wanting to have a strong female character. Because, to my knowledge, that's just the way Wonder Woman is. She is pretty much as strong as Superman in the comics. Like, that's not a new, a new thing. So, but the, yeah. they do have to they should find a way to give her some sort of flaws or, or uh, uncertainties yeah. about her place in the world that go beyond missing, yeah. missing Steve Trevor.
1: She is invincible. For all, all, all things considered, she's invincible, except for her broken heart.
0: They, they, they've kind of hit a, a wall, or a ceiling rather, with, with what they've been able to do. They started really good with her. And, and I think they're kind of just like hitting their head on the ceiling. Like, oh, what else? What can we do? Is she still sad about Steve Trevor? I think she's probably still pretty sad about him. We really like him. Like, yeah, she needs a new fold.
1: She deserves better. (laughs) She deserves better. Wonder Woman and Gal deserves better.
0: On, on Wonder Woman, just a little nitpick I thought of was, uh, I actually wrote that same thing. Like, eh, they're, they're flirting. They're getting closer to being really overt with the more, like feminist aspects of things with that line. Which I think is, it's it's, it's fine, but like, it, again, to the point of like a dark and gritty movie, if that's the movie you're making, then that starts to feel a little out of place. Where this kind of, it's a little shoehorned, yeah. where you're like, you can be anything you want. Whereas in like a lighter film, where things are a little more self-aware, which are those Marvel movies, you can debate the merits of that, but certainly more self-aware. Like, then it doesn't stand out as much. Because it's like, oh yeah, this movie knows it's a comic book movie. But these movies are dark and serious and heavy. Yes. So then it's weird when she does that and noticeable. Um, Agreed. Because she also does it at the end when she's fighting Steppenwolf and he says, like, no, no, no. Like, this one is mine or something. And she's like, I belong to no one. It's like... Uh, Diana, I don't think that's what he meant. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, I don't think that's the context that, that Steppenwolf
1: was he, talking like, about he here. He, like, clarifies, like, yeah. no, no, I mean, I want to kill you. I'm not, I don't say yeah. I own you yeah. as property. Yeah, yeah, no, 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 please don't. He gets please really please don't defensive don't about, about it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I just meant I wanted to murder you yeah. alone. Yeah. I don't I don't think yeah. I have any ownership over <laughs> yeah. you. To be very clear. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, I, I mean, I thought that's funny. I, I think it's funny, too. This movie did it a couple of times. Where in the beginning, which is a scene I didn't like. I know everyone's liking this that I see online, so I'm the minority. But her rescue scene, too. I hated all those introductory rescue scenes to introduce the characters. So that whole bank scene where she saves all those kids, I didn't like it. I thought it was all unnecessary. We know who she is. We've seen her in action, her particular. But a thing that I don't like is that, like, the unnecessary exposition. At this point, we've known her for four or five movies, and when she uses the lasso to pick that guy up, she asks him a question yeah, and then yeah. says, the lasso of da-da-da-da-da yeah. compels, compels you to you, tell though. me the truth. The power of Christ compels like, no, you. We know. We know <laughs> yeah. that's what that lasso does. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I didn't like that scene either for two reasons. One, the, the, the I hate, there's no reason, like just have them rob the bank to steal money. And that's just a lot easier to like wrap my head around. But what is the goal of that? What if they're like anarchists that want to bring you back to the dark ages like it's such like a deep premise for such a throwaway thing to we're just trying to introduce her. Just have it's a couple like ragtag guys coming in trying to steal some money like we can that's a throwaway concept. Not this like deep like I need to send us back to the dark ages. Like why are we going this hard for this story? That means nothing to the narrative of the film. It felt out of place to me. And then I truly hated the thing the fact that she can uh, outrun bullets and, and, and block them with, with the surface area of an inch and a half, because her wrists are, the, are like half the size of my, like she's so thin that she can just with, so she's quicker than the flash. Like she could do nothing. She could do nothing wrong. She is perfect in yeah. every single way. Like, what do we need other superheroes for? Why is Superman the Holy Grail if she is equivalent to him? She is equivalent to him.
0: Yeah. They don't ever really talk about that, even though that she is.
1: Yeah. Like, she is equal to him, which is fine, but then it just makes Superman less valuable when he's, like, the Holy Grail. Like, we need him. Well, even even Superman has a weakness, right? Yeah, it's Kryptonite. Kryptonite. At least he... Yeah, we can get Kryptonite and, and kill him. She is perfect in every way, except for that one... That one reason, that one thing. I miss Chris. Oh, I <laughs> just miss him and I love him.
0: <laughs> you know what would have been brilliant, Zack Snyder? Now that I just thought of this, this is a mistake on your part, buddy. Is there should have been one actual post credit scene at the very end of the movie where it's just Wonder Woman, Diana Prince, like laying in bed and goes, like. oh, <gasps> oh. I just had this horrible nightmare. It was 1984 and I, and, I was, and I saw this fever dream where she like hallucinated that whole movie. That, whole, that would have been the best like, fuck you shot on the yeah, way out for yeah. Zack Snyder ever. I would
1: never do that. I yeah, never raped that, that guy. What a
0: stupid dream that was. What a stupid, pointless waste of a dream. <laughs>